and this describes the book very well, I think. Robert does it very well. The 48 Laws of Power is a kind of handbook on the arts of indirection. The laws are based on the writings of men and women who have studied and mastered the game of power. These writings span a period of more than 3,000 years and were created in civilizations as disparate as ancient China and Renaissance Italy. Yet they share common threads and themes together hinting at the essence of power that has yet to be fully articulated. Law 1. Never outshine the master. Always make those above you feel comfortably superior. In your desire to please and impress them, do not go too far in displaying your talents or you might accomplish the opposite. Inspire fear and insecurity. Make your masters appear more brilliant than they are and you will attain the heights of power. Transgression of the law. Transgression simply means an example that goes against the law. So something that is contradicting the rules of the law. This is a story from the 1600s. Nicholas Fouquet, who was the finance minister for Louis XV. Fouquet feared that he was falling out of favour with the king, so he decided to hold a lavish, huge party, you know, the best the world had ever seen, uh, to commemorate the completion of the chateau and to play tribute to the king, the guest of honour. So the, the greatest minds of, of the time and some of the highest nobility in all of Europe was hosted at this lavish party. So after the incredible party, just imagine you know the best party, the most lavish event the world and Europe has ever seen. The next day, Fouquet was arrested by the king's head, musketeer. And three months later, he was went on trial for stealing the country's treasury and then eventually sent to solitary confinement for 20 years. Now, how did this happen? Interpretation. But what was, what was ignored by Fouquet was that the king, Louis XV, was a very arrogant, proud man who, who enjoyed the limelight and center of attention. So to be outdone by anyone, certainly not his finance minister, was disrespectful to him. He felt emasculated. He was being outshined. The very definition of the law never outshined the master. He was being heavily outshined. And Fouquet, all he wanted to do was impress his master, impress his king, putting on spectacle and spectacle, you know, each more magnificent than the next. You know, he imagined that loyalty and devotion would help him. But he didn't go about it the right way. He thought that that would make him indispensable to the king and demonstrate him making, oh, he would be an excellent prime minister. So he, he wanted to hire his ranks and get more power. Instead, each new spectacle, each appreciative smile bestowed by the guests on Fouquet made it seem to Louis that his own friends and subjects were more charmed by the finance minister than by the king himself. And that Fouquet was actually flaunting his wealth and power. Rather than flattering Louis XV, Fouquet's elaborate party offended the king's vanity. Louis would not admit this to anyone, obviously, compromised his pride. Instead, he found a convenient excuse to rid this man who had inadvertently made him feel insecure. So the real lesson is to understand the personality, insecurities, and values that your quote-unquote master holds. Master meaning anybody with a leadership position above you who has power over you. Boss, manager, CEO, observance of the law. So in the 1600s again, this is in Italy, uh, Galileo, historic world-renowned astronomer, in order to support his research, he would make gifts and inventions for the leading rulers of his time. But every time he gave one of these incredible gifts, or showed one of these families and leaders the, this amazing great discovery he found, they would usually only pay him in gifts, not cash. 
So he went about it a different way to try and achieve something he hadn't achieved before. To achieve something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. So, 1610, he discovered the moons of Jupiter. Now, instead of dividing the discovery among different patrons, giving, you know, one telescope and dedicating another book and so on and so on, like he'd done in the past, he decided to focus exclusively on the Medici family. But before this, Cosimo won another astronomer previously in the 1500s had made Jupiter the mightiest of gods, the Medici symbol. So he had made Jupiter represent the Medici family. So what Galileo did, he turned his discovery of Jupiter's moons into a cosmic event, honoring the Medici's greatness. Galileo gave the Medici's infinitely more glory by linking their name with cosmic forces than he had by making them the patrons of some new scientific gadget or discovery. Galileo did not challenge the intellectual authority of the Medicis with his discovery or make them feel inferior in any way. By literally aligning them with the stars, he made them shine brightly among the courts of Italy. He did not outshine the master, he made the master outshine all others. So the point of this law seems to be about tactfully hiding your talents and skills because the risk of showing them to those insecure above you risks stirring up all types of emotions like resentment and envy and other manifestations of insecurity. You know, it's a misconception to believe that displaying and vaunting gifts and talents can win affection. In a lot of the case, appreciation will be feigned, but the first opportunity to replace you with a less threatening version of you will be taken. So ways to combat this, Robert talks about if you're more intelligent than your master, seem the opposite, so make him appear more intelligent than you, act naive, make it seem you know you need his expertise, so feign ignorance, image, the stars in the sky, there can be only one sun at a time, never obscure the sunlight or rival the sun's brilliance, rather fade into the sky and find ways to heighten the master star's intensity, reversal of perspective, so a time when it would be wise to go against this law, would we, would be if the superior Robert uses this term as a if your superior is weak if your superior is is or your master is falling out of position and he's falling down the ranks of power if your superior is a falling star there is nothing to fear from outshining him to not be merciful but with that being said if he is very weak and ready ready to fall let nature take its course you know because you can appear cruel and spiteful your master will fall someday and if you play it right you will outlive and someday outshine him